welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one uplifting page of Talmud a day. And what a page we have today, Tractate Shabbat pages 65 and 66. And in those pages, we read a very long protracted discussion of whether or not it is permissible for someone who uses a prosthetic leg and or crutches to use those on Shabbat. Is it considered work? And whether or not there is any danger of a prosthetic leg, for example, becoming ritually impure. I was very touched to see the Talmud discuss people with disabilities, even though, uh, thankfully, our views of disabilities have changed. And so I figured I would welcome the opportunity to talk with someone whose work I've long admired, Mr. Jay Ruderman, the president of the Ruderman Family Foundation. Hello, sir. Pleasure to join you today, Leo. So you and your wife and your family foundation have been doing a lot of really, you know, I think it's it's not taking it too far to say sacred work to really help all of us rethink the way uh, we approach the whole subject of disabilities and, and with today's Talmud page in mind. Tell us a little bit, uh, where, where are we now? How far have we come and how long do we still have to go? Well, I would say I'm not sure how far we've come. You know, there's a history of disability, uh, both in Israel and the United States and around the world, where some advances have been made in certain areas a little bit quicker than others. But still, you know, not too long ago, people with disabilities were institutionalized and then segregated into group homes and sheltered workshops. And now we're emerging into a time where there's more of an activist movement for full inclusion in society and the focus on disability rights. You know, why do I say maybe we haven't come so far? Because just a few years ago, our foundation in partnership with the Israel Democracy Institute and Rabbi Benny Lau were able to work with the Rabbanut in Israel to make what I thought were some pretty basic steps forward, but, you know, actually took a lot of work and convincing and going through sources of halakha. And finally, the Rabbanut made two decisions. One, deciding that a couple where both members of the couple were deaf had the ability to marry each other, which previously they were denied. And this is just within the last handful of years. The other thing that the Rabbanut agreed to was that a blind person with a service animal was allowed to approach the Kotel with the service animal. So I think that there were still and still are many barriers both in Jewish community and and in general society, to being ostracized. And I think one thing that's important to understand is that disability is really just part of the human condition. You know, it is the one minority group that many of us, if we live long enough, will eventually join. And it's a large segment of our society, about 20% of our society. So you know, I think historically we've been segregationists, and I think we're coming out of segregation, but we're not completely out of it right now. So one thing that really touched me about today's page of Talmud is basically how the rabbis seem to take exactly the approach that you're now advocating. For example, at some point on page 66, they say, 
you know, if one uh, is disabled to the extent that he cannot walk at all, sits on a chair that is attached to him and places supports on his hands and propels himself along with his hands, his chair and the supports are subject to ritual impurity. I mean, basically, the rabbis are saying, you know, you're just like everybody else. We're just going to look at your specific conditions and merge them into the general rule that applies to everyone. So with that in mind, give us some advice, you know, those of us who really want to be better about understanding this subject and making for a society which is, I don't even know if inclusive is the right word, basically society that takes a more advanced view on disabilities. Yeah, I think if you're looking at an issue of social justice, you know, whether someone relies on a wheelchair or a prosthetic or hearing aid, a cochlear implant or a service animal, I mean, these are essentially elements that are part of their person and make them have the ability to become full members of our society. And, you know, when we leave these necessary uh, accoutrements to inclusion out of the process, we're putting them at a disadvantage and, and saying you're essentially subjected to being segregated, segregated in your home, segregated in terms of work, in terms of schooling. In order to get beyond that, we have to be more accepting of, of disability. And I can tell you, you know, because we've been very involved for the past, you know, decade with the religious movements in the United States, with the reform movement, conservative movement, Orthodox, Chabad. And this issue of inclusion of disability cuts over all different denominations, streams in the Jewish community, and has really been a unifying force. You know, one of the things that we found was we believe that after being involved in education for many years and issues of uh, employment, we started focusing on synagogues in the Boston area. And there are currently over 50 synagogues that are part of our inclusion initiative. And what we're finding in every synagogue, whether they're Orthodox, conservative reform, reconstructionist, everyone has a certain segment of their population that has either children or adults with some form of a disability. And historically, as a Jewish community, that we've just said, okay, well, we can't service you. You're, you're not able to participate in Jewish life. And now we're seeing it turning around and saying, this is really not only something that's drawing more people into the Jewish community, but it's really, you know, in terms of the Jewish community itself, one of the only unifying factors that is really catching fire throughout synagogues. So I think that there's something there. I think the numbers are significant. And I think the issue of injustice is playing on people's minds. And we've just seen a flourishing of a more open Jewish community. Inshallah. And I think that's where we can go. And I think we have a lot farther to go because, you know, one of the dichotomies in the disability community is that you have this tension between segregation, which is often fostered by parents wanting to keep their children in safe spaces. And those who, whether they're individuals or, you know, parents saying, no, you know, we want a full participation in life. And, you know, before COVID-19 hit, the economy in the United States, we had practically the lowest unemployment where under 4% of the population was unemployed, but people with disabilities were still unemployed at the rate of over 70%. Oh, wow. So that has to be based on stigma. That has to be based on the lack of seeing a person with a disability as, as being able to contribute. But I think you'll see that change also now that we're all sort of working from home remotely over Zoom. 
phone calls, you'll even CEOs, they'll understand that, yeah, employees can work from home. They can be completely productive members of, of a company. And having a disability is sort of irrelevant in terms of contributing to the bottom line. Amen. Mr. Ruderman, thank you so much for all of your work and thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>